Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here on Healing Quest is integrative health, including mind-body medicine, and how it can help us all achieve optimum well-being. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. It's certainly been quite a week, lots of wind and rain and... And tonight is a rare cosmic event, you know, a celestial spectacle called a super wolf blood moon. Super wolf blood moon. I'm kind of afraid to go outside. And it's going to be an eclipse. Exactly. We're talking about a lunar eclipse that here on the West Coast is going to begin at 8.41 p.m. tonight, not too long from now. And it's going to last until 9.44 p.m. It's going to be a very memorable sight, cloud cover permitting. The reasons for it being called a wolf moon are basically lost in the mists of time. Well, maybe we'll find out later from Michelle if she has a reason why it's called a a wolf moon. And the planetary scientists have a guess or two. They say traditionally a wolf moon is the first full moon in January, which is happening tonight. And one scientist admitted, though, that no one really knows why the first full moon of the month is called a wolf moon. He said, you know, just imagine thousands of years ago, a cold, dark European winter, the full moon comes up and the wolves start howling in the distance. <laughs> Maybe that shows us how that name makes sense. <laughs> it does, it does. You know, Roy, though, the super moon part does have a better explanation <laughs> because tonight the moon and the earth are just a bit closer than normal to each other. So the moon really does look bigger, hence the super adjective. And we also have a good explanation for the blood moon thing. As the Earth's shadow comes between the sun and the full moon, the moon's color changes a bit to a reddish tint. So that's the blood moon explanation. And by the way, super blood wolf moons are highly uncommon. Only 28 are expected in this century. So there you have it, the science as best we know it behind tonight's super blood wolf <laughs> but of course, planetary science can only go so far to tell us about what's going on in the heavens. So later in our show, we're going to be joined by Michelle Bernhardt, our resident astrologer, for her view of the significance and perhaps other meanings of tonight's super blood wolf moon. Mm-hmm. Well, also in our show today, we're going to find out about an intriguing test that can give us detailed information about how to stay healthy based on analyzing only a few pieces of hair from the back of our neck. Mm-hmm. It functions as an early warning system about what might be starting to go wrong at the cellular level of our body. And we'll tell you what it is and where you can find it. And we're also going to continue our self-care series with Judy and see how she's doing in the effort to feed and nurture her spirit as well as her body. But first we have a follow-up on a topic that we talked about last week and the week before here on Healing Quest. And that topic is eggs. You may remember that two weeks ago we were talking with Dr. Dennis Godby of the Sacramento Naturopathic Medical Center about chronic inflammation, and he listed eggs as a possible cause of chronic inflammation. Well, that surprised us because our understanding has always been that eggs, well, especially if they come from pasture-raised chickens, are, are really a great source of protein and other valuable nutrients. So so last week we had Dr. Godby back on the show, and he clarified that eggs in general were a risk only over a long period of time and if consumed in an excessive amount. He also told us the way they're cooked is really important, especially if they're frequently scrambled or fried, which is unfortunately the way a lot of us like them. I know. 
Well, uh, poached or over easy, though, was his recommendation. Yeah. So we're going to have to learn to really like I like them. poached. I like poached. Every once in a while, you could probably have a scramble or something. Anyhow, so that's our new egg order. And that conversation, in turn, reminded us of two interesting egg studies that recently caught our eye, starting with one from the University of Sydney in Australia about eggs and cholesterol. What did it say? In this study, participants ate up to 12 eggs a week for a full year. Now, researchers say they found no cholesterol problems with those participants or any blood sugar or blood pressure issues. That's 12 eggs a week. Wow. Well, and that's good news for eggs. Well, you know, that's kind of what we've always heard in traditional yeah. societies. Well, you know, nutritionists have warned for years that some nutritionists, anyhow, have warned that eggs could cause cholesterol problems in our arteries. But the Australian scientists say their study shows that ain't true. And the second was from the University of Illinois at Champaign-Urbana about eggs and uh, muscle building. In some workout circles, it's been fashionable to throw away the yolks of eggs. You know, they say, eat only the egg whites to maximize that dietary protein. But this study shows that's not the best thing to do. Researchers say the yolks contain protein plus key nutrients and other food components that aren't part of egg whites. So they say weightlifters who consume protein from whole eggs had a 40% better response in muscle building as compared with study participants who got their protein only from egg whites. So consuming protein in the form of a whole egg is much more beneficial than just getting isolated protein from just those egg whites. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Healing Quest, and I'm Judy Brooks. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. We're talking about natural ways to help us live longer, healthier, happier lives. And we're bringing you up to date on some natural health news that could help you stay in better shape in the months ahead. For example, a study from the University of Western Ontario says that even a short burst of exercise can boost our brain power. Now, researchers found that as little as 10 minutes of aerobic activity can measurably boost brain health, at least temporarily. I I really like that. Yeah. Because it's easier to do, you know, if you just... Kind of work it into your day. You do. You know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. They say these short bursts can prime the parts of the brain that help us problem solve and focus. Of course, longer periods of exercise are better, but the study's author says if you can't commit to a long-term exercise program because of time constraints, this study shows that cycling or even walking briskly for a short duration can really be beneficial. So I guess it's just any time you're moving, you know? The study's author says he always tells his students to get some exercise, even if it's only for 10 minutes, before they take a test or go to an interview or do anything that's cognitively demanding because this study shows the brain's networks like the exercise, and the result is that they perform better. And finally, most of us have probably heard about the health risks of sitting for hours on end. Research shows this can lead to obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and premature death. I feel like I want to stand up right now. (laughs) Uh, That's true even if you exercise regularly. But now behavioral scientists at Columbia University have released the results of their research into this topic. The study shows that we can reduce this risk of sitting too long at work by getting up every 30 minutes and moving around, if only to get a cup of coffee or pick up something from the printer. They studied 8,000 participants who'd undergone a battery of health tests and wore accelerometers for a week to track their daily movements. The study lasted four years, and even in that short period of time, they found strong correlations between sitting and mortality. Ooh. 
Well, the data showed that, so you need to get up off that couch. (laughs) But if you're driving, stay seated. That's good. The data showed that men and women who sat for the most hours every day had the highest risk of early death, especially if the sitting continued for longer than 30 minutes at a stretch. So that's not good news. The risk was unaffected by age, race, gender, or or body mass. But the risk of early death did drop if sitting time was frequently interrupted, especially if those interruptions occurred every 30 minutes or so. How do they find out this stuff is what I want to know. Well, researchers suggest setting an alert on your phone or computer to ping every half hour to remind you that now would be a good time to get up and move. Their study was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Well, up next in our show, details on a simple, non-invasive test that can help stop disease before it even gets started. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available on our website, HealingQuest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HealingQuest. I'm Roy Walkenhurst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio.